Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. Listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. We're back, baby. We're back. We a dinosaur story. Oh, dude. That movie is a classic. That's a great movie. Better than Jurassic Park. Better than Jurassic World. Fair. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'm glad we saw it. Better than Jurassic Park 3. Okay. I'll give All you right. That. There, there we go. go. But not better than Lost World. No. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie a lot, though. I know a lot of people shit on The Lost World. I like The Lost World. Dude, it was great. It's a good movie. Yeah. I'm all right. End of the episode. All right. So there's our review on Jurassic World and Jurassic Park and The Lost World. Yep. Suck it, losers. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You fucking swampies. <laughs> nah, man. We can't. We can't just we can't just bail on this episode. This is a anticipated one for us. Much anticipated. Yeah. This is one that I've been really wanted to talk about yeah and uh we're here to do just that because that's why we have this podcast and that's why we're doing this whole thing where we see even more movies and we do two episodes a week as part of our summer cram 2019 <laughs> <laughs> the goal now is just to get crazy with it. Yeah, I want to start bringing. I'm gonna start bringing like friends of mine who can play various odd instruments. Okay, uh, for this segment, guys, wheeling the marimba. <laughs> How long do you need us to play for? Oh, like three seconds, <laughs> and then you get the fuck out of my house. You sure? <laughs> I learned this entire song. Yeah, we don't need it, bub. But yeah, <laughs> You're calling people bub now. Yeah, dude, I'm, bub. I'm going full Wolverine, bub, bub. <laughs> but yeah, we are continuing our summer cram. We are seeing a whole bunch of movies, but this one is actually going to be a little bit of a pause for us because we're gonna put out this episode either the day before I go away on vacation. Or the day I get back. Okay. But it basically means that there's not going to be a middle episode this week. So we're not actually doing two this week. We just got the one. So sorry, people. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we're <laughs> a real disappointment. We've but, been doing. We've been doing good. We've been doing strong by you. Yeah. We've seen a lot of trash this summer. Yeah, we've. Then we've seen some good stuff too this summer. Yeah, I need this trip. It's actually not even. I mean, it is a vacation in a way. But I mean, what's vacation when you're unemployed? Am I right? 
There you go. <laughs> vacation would be working. I needed a vacation so bad. Yeah, vacation yeah. would be working. I do need a vacation so bad. You know what? I, and I am doing. I'm doing work, but not working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been rebuilding pools and stuff with my dad. So that's something. That's something. I'm getting a, a real nice tan. Oh, I see. Yeah. You, yeah, got, the, you got the red. I'm crisping up. <laughs> you are. The red is actually from a few days ago. That's not from today. Today, I was smart, and I reapplied my sunblock a lot. Today, I was smart, and I wore a morph suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not very breathable, but my skin thanks me for it. <laughs> my balls, not so much. <laughs> I got a lot of chafing going on. Got some chub rub down under. Chub rub. Yeah, you ever get chub rub? I, uh, yeah, but. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded like you did not want to admit that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I I do. I I don't know if I've ever heard it called chub rub. That's why I made me laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a member of the chub rub club. So, <laughs> where's your mem- where's your membership card? Oh, it's right here, next to my. Uh... You got to present it at the door. Oh, for for your house, parents aren't gonna let me in. Well, yeah, I mean, are you a member of the Chub Rub Club or not? Listen, I rub my chub constantly, <laughs> all if, over my turkey club. If you, yeah. <laughs> it's the Chub Chub Rub Club. club. <laughs> it's getting hard to keep saying that. <laughs> Say that, say that ten times fast. Chubba club, And he did it. And that's how you invent languages for Star Wars. George Lucas is sitting at home. I might need to say the Chubba Club three times fast in order to discover the language of the Wookiees. <laughs> what George no I just think fucking he, make a movie <laughs> he he invented the language for the Wookiees when he was uh, doing his nightly routine and he was gargling mouthwash yeah <laughs> 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 who like, gargles like that <laughs> <laughs> cut it out George <laughs> <laughs> we're thinking of George <laughs> yeah he doesn't just spit out. That's how he snores, actually. I, I hope he's divorced. <laughs> hope that he found love and then lost it. Yes. Good. You're an evil son of a bitch. He made the prequels. And speaking of evil and son of a bitches, mm. sons of bitches? That's how that works. Wait, sons of a bitch. Sons of a bitches. <laughs> Which gets the plural? All gets the plural. Sons of A's bitches. <laughs> I can't do it. I was gonna. I, I was gonna bork that hard. I'm gonna say like all sons bitches. Oh, there you go. I don't know how it works, but we're talking midsummer today. Yeah, or midsomar. We I've heard it pronounced both ways by people who are directly connected to the movie. Movie, yeah. yeah. So, so I think midsomar is a like a Swedish pronunciation or something like something that in that yeah. vein. And midsummer is just for us townies, <laughs> <laughs> shoebies. Yeah. That being said, I do actually wear socks and sandals to your house all the time. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's comfy. Well, it's because this you. is a house where we take our shoes off, you know, before we go traipsing around the place, mm-hmm. which I respect, mm-hmm. and I'm all about that because I do that at my house too because we have carpet. Yeah. And I just got tired of wearing skate highs, and 
it taking me 10 minutes to untie my shoes and peel them off so we could start doing this. So I started wearing flip-flops here. And I come in and I kick them off. <laughs> across the house. Across the <laughs> I'm here, bitch. <laughs> Smacks the wall 20 yeah. feet away. <laughs> One lands in your dad's lap. He's like, this is my pet now. <laughs> mm. You have a weird dad. Flipper. <laughs> Flipper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they are shaped like dolphins, so that makes sense. But yeah, we've been waiting to talk about this movie for a long time. Little this little is, bit. I I feel like every like five episodes, I'm like, this is one of my most anticipated movies of 2019. But this really is one of my most anticipated movies. Yeah. Ever since when I went and saw High Life, this they played the trailer for this for the first, and I saw it for the first time. And in the theater, right after it ended, I pulled my phone out and I texted you and one of my friends the trailer. Yeah. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because this is Ari Aster's follow up to Hereditary, yeah. and that movie is fucking crazy. Yeah. And I love it though. Yeah. And then he he looked at that movie, and said to the world, "Hey." You know how some of you might be afraid of the dark and you can find mm-hmm. solace in the light? Well, now the light's going to be scary. scary. Mm-hmm. Fuck all of you. Ugh. Once we get into the review, I want to know your post-movie experience talking about to people with it. Or about oh, yeah. it. Talking to people about it, I meant. Yeah. And I want to tell you mine. Great. Because I had an interesting experience. Mine is far less interesting. Yeah, but you talk to people that I know, so I want to know what their opinions were. Great. Yeah, so. And those people who were there, at least two thirds of them listen to this podcast. So I have no problem I hope saying. You, I hope you promoted the uh, the other third. Or ho- that we, I've, we have this podcast? Yeah, the other the other third. Be I like, hope hey, you, you third. Yeah, that's what you should be. Hey, hey, you you. hey, you one third. Hey, listen to my shit. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> Leave me a five star review. Did you mention the podcast? Did you drop it? No. What's wrong with you? Well, they should have asked. I was carrying a notebook. Yeah. You shouldn't. Why wouldn't you just be like, why do you have a notebook in this movie theater, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> and then I would have said, like, I have a movie podcast with my best friend, Colin. <laughs> and they would have still said, I'm a weirdo. Oh, you have a podcast with that fucking asshole? <laughs> that scumbag. <laughs> be like, okay, well, apparently you're not a swampy. Yeah. <laughs> you're not one of our our loyal listeners and fans. fans. I just want you to pull out that fucking bowl of whatever it is and just blow it in her face. <laughs> what? Oh, from, from, from the, the movie. movie. <laughs> I was picturing like, do you mean popcorn? Cause we were at the movies. Like <laughs> <That's even better. laughs> the popcorn blows. <laughs> this is really airy popcorn. popcorn. I feel robbed, <laughs> but but yeah, let's let's hold off on on diving into the weirdness that is Midsummer and Ari Aster's fucked up head. Also, he does not look like the type of guy to make the movies he makes. I I showed you a picture of him. He looks yeah. exactly like the drummer from the Swellers. Yeah, anyone who hasn't heard of the Swellers, look him up. They're pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, he does not look like he would <laughs> he would be making these movies. He looks like he would be making a cooking show because um, he really does. <laughs> but not even like the host of it, just like directing it i saw hereditary twice in theaters and like i just i just really liked it like i I just i thought it was a great movie but then when i showed it to my brothers after the movie my brother one brother was like if you like that you're fucked up like who the fuck makes this and he was like really upset by it and and then that's the best reaction anger yeah and then and then so i was like you know i want to know what this guy does look like and i looked it up and i was like just like a like a cool dude, man. Like just looks like a nice fella. And he, yeah, he looks like an incredible fella. And 
<laughs> and uh but then I, I i've watched interviews with him and people ask him about like his creative process all the time and i feel like a lot of his answers are well thought out but in doing so he kind of like he kind of like pauses and doesn't speak for long portions of time but he usually is like smiling so they're usually just like what goes through your head when you make this incredibly fucked up imagery and he's like i'm like like, well, there's your answer. Oh, okay. There there's you your go. answer. He's just a weirdo. <laughs> we got to get him on the futon. I w- oh, man, I would love... Because honestly, like I said this today, Jordan Peele and Ari Aster are at the top of horror right now. Oh, yeah. Well, like, they're doing something nobody else has done yeah. or is doing. Their their names are showing up now on things, and I'm like, yep, I got to see it. Yeah, 100%. The- I feel like there's... I feel like I forgot something. Ugh. Your wallet. Maybe I don't know. You know what? I forgot what I forgot. It's the popcorn you blew in that girl's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I should have. But no, you know what? Give me, give me a second. I just want to retrace my steps real quick. Okay, so I, I, I walked into the room, and that's after I came up the stairs, and I came into the house, and I was in my car. And where was I going from the car? And then I was driving, and there was a stop sign, and I, I turned right, and there's another stop sign. I went straight, and there's another stop sign. Oh, there's so many fucking stop signs in this town. And I got to the light, and I went left, and I went all the way to the trailer park. Are you speeding there? Because I was aggressive. Yeah, I speed viciously. <laughs> Vicious speeding? Yeah. The cop pulls you. You know what you're doing? Yeah, I was viciously speeding. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> Pedal to the metal, pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oink, oink, vroom, vroom. <laughs> oink, oink, vroom, vroom. That's a t-shirt. There we go. That's our new slogan. Oink, oink, vroom, vroom. Oh, man. But yes. <laughs> oink, oink, vroom, vroom. You're listening to Dude's <laughs> Movie Reviews with oink and vroom. And, and spoink. But, <laughs> but <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Spoink. I was gonna say oink oink vroom vroom. What was that? Is that the Mazda slogan? That's like I think that's the sequel to uh Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kiss <laughs> All right, we need to stop. We'll stop. We'll get into the trailer. So no, we, we talk- need to stop being a podcast oh, forever. All right. Bye guys. Bye guys. So what are we talking episode. today? We are talking senior sleepy time. <laughs> 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 Dr. Sleep. Sleep, PhD. <laughs> yeah, so we had a coin toss between this movie and another. But yeah, I mean Dr. Sleep, we were kind of hoping to save this for for this summer. episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest, I have no idea what this is about. I did not either. like I'm a big fan of The Shining. I love that movie. Oh yeah. I did not know that this existed. I did not know that this was a novel. Yeah, and then ever since this has been like announced, ever since this trailer came out, I've seen tons of people, and like I'm not not just saying people on social media, like a lot of people I know that have actually went out and bought the Doctor Sleep book, and really? now they're like reading it. Yeah, so I don't know anything about this story. Great way to sell books. Yeah, it really is. But I I'm kind of I don't really know how to feel about this, man. Me neither. It's, you know, it's definitely going to be compared to The Shining. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> because it's a sequel to The Shining. <laughs> How do you... Let's think about that. A sequel to The Shining. Yeah, one of the like greatest. Who asked for that? 
Who wants this to happen? Well, Stephen King wants it to happen because he yeah. wants like, that fucking check. Well, I was also gonna say it's it's his. This is based on his book. I know. So he did it. He done it. Yeah. But why? Well, that's what I was gonna say. If if he if he hadn't written the book, and this is just a thing that someone was like, "Hey, oh, that I would be this. infuriating." Yes, but so this has a stamp of approval on it. It's also funny because well, the, Stephen King's stamp of approval means dog shit. I was also gonna say The Shining is actually one of his least favorite movies of his, which is crazy to me. It's it's like the the best, or one of the best. I think it's the best Stephen King movie. Yeah, I was trying to think of like ones that are really good, like Carrie. Yeah, The Shining. Still- yeah, Shining's just number one. Because um, how do you how do you match Stanley Kubrick's mind? Yeah, how nobody's gonna do it. I, that's another thing is they shouldn't try. They should be smart enough to know what they're doing and not even try to mimic. Because if you come off as a copycat, it's gonna feel like shit. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like you have to be really confident in what you're doing to take on a project like this. And it reminds me of when uh, Denis Villeneuve took on Blade Runner 2049. Oh, and yeah. granted, that wasn't based on anything, but he literally said he told Ryan Reynolds like when they started filming that he was like, "We're in the worst position." Ryan Gosling? Oh yeah, did I say Ryan Reynolds? You know what's funny? I did that yesterday. Really? I swear. At the, I was at the drive-in and I did the same exact fucking thing. Yeah, but it, in the opposite, <laughs> I was trying to talk about Ryan Reynolds and I called him Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, no. So uh, Villeneuve said to Gosling, "Like we're in the worst position because." Blade Runner is such a classic. Yeah. And he was like, and there's going to be so many people that are going to be like, why the fuck are you making this? Yeah. And he said, he's like, the only reason that I took this is because I didn't want someone else to fuck it up. It's perfect. Yeah. So hopefully that's, you know, what we got going on here. Fingers crossed. I guess. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Mike Flanagan is the director on this. He's already done some uh, Stephen King stuff. If you say Pet Cemetery, I'm leaving. No. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, Worked on the screenplay for Gerald's Game, which is okay. the, the one Netflix that came on Netflix. One, right? Yeah. And he's done other horror movies. Uh, Ouija. I think there's another one in there. Yeah. You, did you just wave? Or are you waving at a bug? There's a bug. Oh, I thought you were being like, fuck that. Fuck <laughs> that movie. But yeah, no. I mean, he already has worked with uh, with Stephen King's work. And Gerald's Game wasn't bad. So, I don't know. Hopefully, he does a good job here. I also don't know the source material at all. Me like, neither. So, I really have no idea what's going to happen. They can totally make it up. I wouldn't know. Also, full disclosure, I haven't even watched this yet. Me neither. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, this is going to be our first time doing a Raw Dog trailer since our first episode. Yeah, we were basically just like, let's... Uh. Yeah, and we were like, <laughs> let's never do that again. Let's always pre-watch them. Well, we went back on that. Yeah, here we go. X amount of episodes later, 30-something episodes later. And we're... <laughs> Broke our rule. Yep. Couldn't last forever. <laughs> no, nothing lasts forever. Nothing gold can stay. Hello. <laughs> Obi Wan. I was just gonna say that. Damn it. You old you dumb fuck. Poo. <laughs> Poo. So he's playing the son. Whose son? Oh, yeah, Danny. I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm almost positive that's who he's playing. Like growing up, Danny. Whoa, I didn't know that. Just talk to the kid. 
That is interesting. Your magic. That's a wrinkle I wasn't aware of. I need you to listen to me. Dawn's a hungry place. A dark place. Hi there. I only met two or three people like us. They died. When I was a kid, I bumped into yeah. these things. Oh, wow. from the original Shining. I wonder if there's going to be like flashback stuff or if this is just in the trailer so that people get it. I'm sure there's flashback stuff. I don't know how I feel about that. We've actually had a movie within the last two years that reshot stuff from The Shining. Oh, yeah. So we know it can be done. Oh, that's Ooh, cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That gave me chills. That's pretty cool. Okay. That that's a uh, that trailer has ups and downs, man. Yeah. I will I'll agree with that. There's some stuff in this that kind of makes me roll my eyes and then there's other things where I'm like, I'm listening. Yeah. The stuff over here makes me roll my eyes a little bit. The stuff with the like the people in the woods or the yeah, stuff where he's... like people in the woods stuff. Yeah. Cuz I feel like The Shining's like contained to one area type yeah, it's thing. very isolated and it's super like i mean that's kind of the whole thing of it is it's really claustrophobic and, yeah you know they're trapped in and everything so it's gonna be interesting seeing i i didn't know that it was the sun yeah it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting seeing i guess how he's supposed to be yeah i mean it looks like he's shut off kind of yeah i don't know that because like the trailer starts up and he's just chilling in his house by himself and there's multiple like sequences where he's wearing different clothing and stuff like that so he's like a doctor yeah i was gonna say it looks like he's a doctor is his last name sleep i thought it was strange (laughs) (laughs) you thought it was strange that his last name was sleep yeah kind of them showing a lot of clips from the shining i worry that if the movie is like doing a lot of that flashbacky stuff it's like are you trying to trick us into thinking this is a good movie because you're showing us clips from a good movie you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I hope they don't do too much of that. You're, you're piggybacking off the success of something yeah. that's like... There you go. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know the story, so I don't, I can't really contribute much in terms of just like, this is what I think they're going to do here or there. But Yeah. No, I'm, I, I, I am I'm interested. Also, I'm also worried. These don't look like they're, they're clips. They look like they're... They're, they're reshot. Reimaginings or, you know, reshots. Reshoots. I mean, like... It looks like they're doing almost what they did for like Ready Player One. Yeah, where, I mean that can be cool. Again, though, I don't know what to what like capacity it is. Is it in a flashback? Is it see like that looks older? Yeah, that that really does. That looks like it's from the original Shining movie. Yeah, I believe that is. Maybe it is just clips. It, from it, it. might be. A, it might be a mix of both. You know what? Maybe they're doing. This would be crazy if they did it. But remember how M Night Shyamalan used deleted scenes from Unbreakable for Glass. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe they maybe they do something like that. I don't know though. Could be. I also in the doc. Why is the doctor sleep? Maybe he's. I mean, he's the doctor. Maybe he's like insomniac or something like that. Maybe. Maybe he deals with like the way people sleep or brain. Yeah. Something with the brain because he's. I mean, he's clearly special gifted. Yeah. There you go. And I guess this girl's gonna have some sort of connection. This thing here with whatever this like zombie looking that has me rolling my eyes a little bit too. Yeah. Because I know that there is the one woman in The Shining who's got like the decaying body and stuff. Yeah. See, again, I don't know what, what how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're at the hotel much or, or what. It doesn't look like they're at the hotel yeah, at all. It doesn't. E- even when he comes upon the door where he wrote Red Rum yeah. and Jack Nicholson chopped through, that doesn't look like he's at the hotel either. This doesn't look like the hotel either. This with the with, with the, the twins, twins, the quick flash where the twins are standing in the hallway. Yeah, no, that looks like it's like somebody's house or something. Yeah, I think it's supposed to look like it's it is the hotel because it's a long hallway with doors on the side. But it you pause it, it definitely looks like a house. Yeah, because one of them, quick glance, you might think it's doors. It's actually like an armoire or something. Yeah, yeah, interesting, huh? Not sure. Yeah, not sure how I feel about this. When is this supposed to come out? I don't know if it had a date at the end. Did Maybe it? October-ish? Oh, November yeah. November 8th. Oh, okay. November yeah. 8th. Good for them. This is something, though, like, now after watching this, I am really interested. I think I want to see if I can go and find, like, one of those, like, Watch Mojo videos or whatever and see, like, all the things you may have missed in the Doctor Sleep trailer and see if I can figure out more about the actual story. See, I kind of just want a quick synopsis of the book. I hope it does Do that. Yeah. Maybe if there's, like, non-spoiler thing for the ending. Yeah, because I don't know, like... I wouldn't say I'm necessarily interested. I'm intrigued, though. Like, I'm, I'm going to be on the lookout for this. Like, yeah. I mean, we're seeing as much as we can anyway. So, like, I'm going to see it. So I it like doesn't the, matter, but. I like the time that it's coming out, too. They're not going for, like, the Halloween thing. Right. It is during the time when you would typically drop a better movie. They might yeah. be, they might be pretty, the studio might, or the director might be confident in this. I mean, Ian McGregor is a, is a great actor. Yeah, he, he's a great actor. I don't really know who else is, is in this. None, none of the actors I saw in this trailer I recognize. He's all it's about. But yeah, that's, that's, I think that's all you need. I guess good stuff. We'll find out. It is a nice touch using the, the music. That, that literally gave Shining. me chills. That's dope. Yeah. Cause that, that's another thing is that movie is so iconic. I really hope they don't. Like, obviously, it being a sequel and a continuation of the story, like, it's going to be attached to it. But, like, I really hope they don't try to attach this movie too much to it. Because if this comes out and it sucks, I mean, it's it's still not going to take away from the experience of the first one. But, like, it's still going to be like, man, this movie's so good. And then they made that fucking Doctor Sleep <laughs> movie. So, like, I mean, they got a lot going against them. So, they're kind of fighting uphill, but... I mean, I just hope that this answers the one question I have about The Shining. What? What the fuck was that bear doing the blowjob thing all about? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, you don't get it. No. You know what? I'll show you after the podcast. <laughs> You'll understand. My bear suit's in the car. <laughs> well, speaking of bears, you want to get out of this trailer park and start talking about Midsummer? Yeah, we can. We can get going. Get it? Because that's just a good good segue, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a bear in Midsummer. Spo- oh wait, what? spoiler what? alert. <laughs> There's a bear. There's a bear in Midsummer. Roar! <laughs> All right, so Midsummer. Yeah. Where to begin? Where to begin? Oh man. Let's just begin. Well, we already with, with the already, man yeah. behind everything. Ari Aster. Ari Aster directs and writes this movie. This is his brainchild. And his fucked up brainchild. It, it, yes, definitely his fucked up brainchild. 
normally we do writer and director and then we move on to the cast. I have to give a shout out to, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, Powell Porgazaleski. He's the cinematographer on this movie. Oh, nice. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude, this movie is a spectacle So visually. Th- yeah. I, I mean, Ari Aster writes and directs it, and a lot of it is his direction, but the cinematography on it is worth the ticket. The cast on this movie, I don't know how to word this. Not the most standout cast, but I really like this cast. Yeah. Because they're all actors that are like up and comers, or maybe they're like a little bit of under, I don't want to say underground, but people just haven't really given them the time. Lesser to, known. Yeah. But you've seen them all do really good shit. Yeah. I mean, Florence Pugh, we've seen before in some really great stuff. This year? Fighting yeah. With my family. Fighting with my family. She was really good in Outlaw King. I mentioned in our last episode, she's going to be in the Black Widow movie, which has me really interested. Yeah. Jack Rayner, he plays Christian. He was in Detroit. Okay. Will Poulter, he was also in Detroit. He was also in The Revenant. Oh, William Jackson Harper. I wasn't really. He plays Josh. I wasn't really familiar with anything that he was in. Um, Josh, the boyfriend. No, Christian is the boyfriend. Got you. Josh is the one doing his thesis there. Got you. Wilhelm Blomgren. He plays Payal. I think is how you pronounce his name. Sure. But he's the he's the Swedish one that gets them there. Yeah. And yeah, and Will Poulter is is Mark. Like I said, not like a standout cast, but I'll start off here. Really well acted movie. Yeah. What were your What was your reaction after seeing the movie? We'll just do that. Oh, start from the end. Yeah. Just after seeing the movie, what was what was your feeling? What was your feel? You know, it's going to be hard not to compare it to Hereditary. You know, there are only two movies that Ari Aster has really, like, given us. So, Hereditary, when I was done watching it, I was like, oh, man, that was a fucking trip. Yeah. This movie, I think that the visuals in it were so fucking incredible and awesome that i don't want to say it really like took away from impact but like it kind of did for me like i didn't have the same like gut reaction i did during hereditary to this movie this movie didn't really grab me that same way it's very different the movie itself even though some of the themes are similar Mm -hmm. because apparently ari aster hates fucking family and loves death and and grieving Yeah. yeah, but I kind of felt like how I sound right now. I was kind of just like, all right. Like, I knew I enjoyed it. It didn't do what Hereditary did for me. Okay. I agree on a, a few of those points, but I will say this movie for me has gotten better with time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I I want to see it again. Yeah. I um, and I'll, and I'll explain that later on, but the like when I left the theater, my reaction was basically like, I enjoyed that not as much as Hereditary. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. The more that I've sat with it and thought about it, and believe me, it I've just been forced to think about it because some of the visuals in this movie are fucking brain burning. Yeah. He's really good at picking those moments. Yeah. It's it's weird. Uh you want to compare it to Hereditary? I was talking to someone today about actually I was talking to Kat about it. I said, I think Midsummer has a better payoff to it. And a lot of people are gonna probably yeah. fixate on that. I think the ending and the payoff for Midsummer is stronger. Yeah, it, but, it's a little bit more like succinct and clear. Yeah, but I think that Hereditary, one, is a better paced film. Yeah. Two is, I think, a more original film. None of the things that I really find in any of these movies, none of the things that are like paranormal or anything are the things that scare me, scare me in these movies. Yeah, I feel that. And granted, there's really not that much in Midsummer, but it's all the things that could really happen. And really, it's the family aspects and hereditary and like dealing with grief. That's the stuff that scares me. Like, yeah, 
the it's like the, fucked up. Yeah, like the part with the mom finding the girl's body in the car and stuff like that. That's like game changing, crazy, and hereditary. Yeah. So I feel like there's a little bit more, um, at least while watching it, more effectiveness in the I guess the horror aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Overall, I just think Hereditary is a more effective movie. I feel like Midsummer, in some ways, is a little bit more like. I've seen this kind of because maybe not the exact same thing, but I think the actual plot people going on vacation to an unknown place and then having like some sort of cult or whatever, yeah, like the college, wicker, the wicker man. Yeah. Like they get picked off one by one. Yeah. Like I feel like, on? yeah, I feel like I've seen this before. Granted, I don't think you see it very often or if at all with this much craft behind it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So it, that it looks like they built that town. Yeah. They just, actually filmed in a field and built all of those structures because it's not that many houses it's like four or five buildings yeah they didn't even shoot in sweden i thought that was funny oh really yeah sean hungry (laughs) oh oh, wow you're you're right there man that can be that far yeah exactly but you know i mean that's that's kind of my reaction immediate reaction to the movie was just i don't like it as much as hereditary and i think that's the thing people are going to ask right away or think about right away was it better than hereditary i don't think so that being said, they are doing different things. They're doing different things, and there's different things to like from both of them. I still really like this movie. <laughs> yeah, me too. I think that visually, I, I enjoy this better than Hereditary. I I would I, agree. I think the craft is a huge upgrade from Hereditary. Not that that was even bad. I thought Hereditary all. was one of the best shot films that year or yeah. last year. Yeah, and this is some, I feel, th- this is a step up from that. Even. Yeah, I think this... From what I've seen so far, I think this is the best shot film this year so far. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I said when I got home from it, Midsummer is the most beautifully shot movie I've seen all year. Yeah. And at this point, I've seen seventy movies. And so. it's not it's not even just the cinematography. Also, though, it's it's the the editing is nuts. Yeah. Like, there's so many scenes where the camera goes behind a wall or something like that, and then the camera comes on the other side, and the and scene's it's still going room. on. The one scene that is nuts when she's talking to the Swedish kid on the couch and he's basically like, I'm sorry about your family. She starts oh, yeah. crying and she leaves. And, and then the she camera, goes into the bathroom the cam- and it goes oh. over the wall and now she's in the bathroom on the airplane. So sick. Yeah. So sick. Really cool stuff they did there with those transitions. Yeah. We don't normally, I, we, we kind of don't really go like blow by blow on the movies. Like we don't go play by play anymore. Yeah. But the first, this is a long movie, like a really long movie. Yeah. That would be like my... My first negative on it, it's too long. Yeah, it could have been cut out. I was going to say the first, I would say, 45 minutes of it or so, though, I was, like, in love with this movie. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a, it's a dark road that it starts on. Yeah. Like that, even that it, setup though, that whole setup, like when the title sequence, family. when, when, yeah, when Midsummer finally hits the screen, I was sitting in my, in my chair and I was like, this is so good. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you thought the same thing or not, but I was. Just... Dude, I was. I think at that point I had already written the note. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Well, I wrote "fuck, dude, gas straight to the face," and then I wrote, "Oh, Ari Aster loves killing families." <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> that scene. That scene fucked me up. That's fucking crazy because it was like one thing. Like it was already like super dark. Like Florence Pugh's sister murdering her parents and everything yeah and then panning over to her room and she took the hose straight to her face mm-hmm. and she's like a vomit all over her and everything oh, dude it's 
fucking gnarly. Yeah. They uh and it's it's crazy too because the way they set that scene up is like Oh, that's a great shot with like the fire I wrote that down too, like with the firemen coming up the stairs and it's yeah. like it is shooting like bird's eye view straight down the stairs, but it's also like turning. Mm-hmm. Really fucking. There's some really fucking interesting, cool shots that I've never seen before. Yeah, in that, this movie. That uh, the way they like play that whole scene out though, because like you're expecting the sister to have killed herself. Yeah, you like you're expecting that. I wasn't expecting the parents to be dead. Also though. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know and what then, I was and then And then, like, in the theater, when they show, like, the door, like, blocked up, and, like, oh, the gas was ran into that room, I was expecting the sister to be in there. Then you see the parents in there, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. did the parents kill themselves? Like, was that, like, a thing they planned? And then it goes in the hall, and the sister, you, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. And, uh. She took them with her. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think Tony Collette has a better performance. Yeah. But Florence Pugh is really freaking good. Yeah, she's amazing. Her scene, like right after this, when she's crying, rivals a lot of Tony Collette's like grief and stuff like that from from Hereditary. Yeah, I wonder if Ari Aster actually kills one of their family members to get that kind of emotion out of them. <laughs> he's, he's just like, like sign here. Like, All right, now you're in my movie. I'm going to kill someone in your family. It was. Uh, I need you to use that energy. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Um. <laughs> <laughs> She said that she was really nervous about this role because she said in her life she's never experienced any sort of like grief really. Like she basically said yeah. she's had like a pretty good life so far and she hasn't really lost anyone. So like she wasn't sure how she'd be able to like pull act, off pull that off. But she did really good. Yeah, she nailed it. And she screams and cries for a lot of this movie. <laughs> she she really does. She's an emotional wreck. Another thing that I think people should know. That's the thing. I keep reading reviews and stuff like that on this movie, and it's people either really like it or they're like, this is the worst movie ever. That's how Hereditary was, too. Yeah. And I think you need to know what kind of movie it is. I yeah, because it's not like a, quote, horror movie. Yeah. I would consider this movie a character study. Yeah. Or really just a straight-up breakup movie. That's what, that's even a weird packaging for it. Yeah. But, like, I would say those th- two things are above the horror stuff. And... Ari Aster has even said his movies aren't horror films in the sense that they're scary. They're more disturbing. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Yeah. Because it's not really like a lot of things that like jump out at you and scare you. There's just things that when you see them, you're like, whoa, I really wish I didn't see see that that. because that's in my head forever. Yeah. I've been thinking about this movie so much that I want to go see it again. But at the same time, I don't want to see it again. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Ryan really wants to see it. And I'm like, I'll go with you. Because he said, he's like, I want to go, but I don't want to go by myself. And I was <laughs> scared. Yeah. And I was like, I'll go with you. But it, even, like, the other day, we were, I was going to text and be like, yo, you want to go? And then I was like, I don't know if I can handle it. I really, I really it. don't want to see some of those things again, man. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean. that well, now that, you know that they're coming. You can just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yeah, I guess so. Ugh. You'll know it's still happening. You'll hear it. <laughs> We've already gotten the cinematography, great acting. I don't know. Where do you want to go from here? How do you want to? Well, I do have quite a few notes. I actually did a lot of studying for this one. So much so that because the runes, there's runes on everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want me to talk about it now, but like some of the detail in this movie, like it's funny because 
Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, like they're kind of on like a similar wavelength with like reimagining horror and what that really means in cinema. I almost feel like they're kind of doing similar things in very different and unique ways. Whereas I described in our Us episode, Us feels like you're taking these puzzle pieces and scattering them on the table and you you might do the border, but there's still pieces missing in the middle. You can tell what the picture is. But if you want to see the full thing, you got to put the pieces in there yourself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what is going on in this movie a little bit. If you know what the runes mean, it actually spoils the movie and every character's arc. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So I, I will say this right before you get into that. Yeah. Ari Aster has said multiple times in interviews before this movie even came out, he's like, the biggest word of advice that I can give you Look at the walls. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what's funny? I didn't know that. I was looking at the walls because a couple episodes ago, I mentioned that I've been playing God of War Mm -hmm. and it's the same runes. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. I'm like, that's cool because I'm in, at at first, I was just like, oh, that's cool because I'm playing a game and I see that same stuff. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then, I started writing down what all the runes are. So my notes look like I'm a fucking insane person (laughs) because there's just like random runes written amongst my notes and like different arrows to stuff. If somebody finds my movie notebook, I'm going to an institution. (laughs) They're going to be like, oh, this person's insane. (laughs) But I spent no joke three hours the other day studying Elder Futhark. Is that right? (laughs) Elder Futhark runes. Basically, it's old-ass runes from, like, fucking Viking Norse days. Mm -hmm. So I learned most of an alphabet of some ancient language. So we're going to have you spoilers here. Can you tell me how they spoil? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm really curious. So I'm going to list off some popular symbols. There's... There's this one that looks like an F where the it's kind of slanted down a little bit. That's a symbol for Odin or God. And it's usually for like anybody who is either holy or anything that is holy. And it's basically like protection from God or you are a person of God. That is on the the main lady who's like reading the book and everything. Like that's she's like the kind of the leader. Mm-hmm. She has that on her robe and it's also on the entrance to the door to her house. There's this R. It looks just like a point. Like all, all of the, the runic symbols are very angular and it's like a lot of triangle shapes or diamond shapes, stuff like that. So it's an R, but it's all like triangle R. And that means like a journey. It's, I didn't write down the real words for them because like they all have like some crazy are they wordy. Well, no, like they have some just some crazy names. Like like the one for Odin is actually Ansu's. Okay, I I didn't write down like all of that stuff. Yeah, and and the one for the R is uh like Rado or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not fully learning a new language for this podcast, <laughs> but the it, it basically <sighs> means like a journey. It, it signifies the wheel, and it means there's some sort of journey or a uh, some sort of like renewal in your life. Okay. And I'll come back to where that shows up in a minute. There's this one that looks like an infinity symbol if it was made with triangles instead of circles. Mm-hmm. 
That is like a good luck charm. It uh, signifies spiritual growth, new beginnings. There's another one that looks like uh, like if you had an X connected to a V on top, like it's like a square and it has like two little feet. That means family partnership. That's actually how the table is set up for the meals. Yeah. It's set up in that shape because it's their That's family cool. and everything. Yeah. So that makes sense. There's another one. It's just an arrow straight up that stands for tier. God, it's the god tier. It's masculine energy, which is on the robe for uh, her boyfriend. When okay. they're, they, they're like, you're going to fuck our, this girl, <laughs> girl in our tribe, Tri- whatever, yeah. our cult. You're going to fuck her. Fuck this redhead. You're going to do it. That was a crazy scene. That yeah, I think that honestly, I think that's the scene that fucked you up the most. No, no, that fuck no scene didn't fuck got me you up. got you hard. Yeah, exactly. No, that's <laughs> I, I said a couple movies ago. I'm like, I think it was for the Stuber trailer. I was like, hey, rated R. I'm like, maybe we'll see some tits. Just joking around. <laughs> yeah. Now I got tits. I didn't want these. Yeah, more. I, I was more, just kidding. More, you didn't need to give them to me. More tits than you could ever ask for. I don't want them. Yeah. I didn't want them. The uh, that scene I think is the scene that a lot of people, if they were on the fence about the movie, they threw in the towel. Then yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can see that because I think a lot of people like a lot of people are desensitized to like violence. Yeah, but I think when it comes to like full frontal nudity and stuff, that's when people get really like weirded out and uncomfortable by it. And that's probably like while that part was going on in the theater, I was like. This is when it loses everybody. <laughs> like yeah. this is the part people are gonna hate. People aren't gonna be a f- big fan of the swing and dong. No, yeah. <laughs> oh well. He talked about that too. But uh, uh, yeah. Jack Rayner, he, he said he he fought for that. <laughs> He's like, I need to show everyone. I need to hang dong to sell this film. No, he he basically <laughs> said that like just the way that whole thing plays out and like the aftermath and stuff like that. Yeah. He said that a lot of like the nudity and all that and stuff is like something that women get subjected to a lot in film yeah and he wanted it to be like a reversal and like yeah and especially the he, way of how vulnerable and stuff i was like just that. gonna say he's the one who's vulnerable in that situation yeah yeah really cool mm-hmm. that's some that's some really cool stuff the whole movie's go, fucked up go go, <laughs> go, go, go on with, with what, uh so there's another one that almost looks like a sideways horseshoe or like a angular c that has like little serifs Mm -hmm. that stands for mystery secrets or hidden meanings then we got one that's just like a four-sided like diamond Mm -hmm. that's fertility and then we got another one that's just an x and that means gifts or uh generosity and then we got another one that looks like an upside down peace sign without the circle and that is like a protection symbol so on Florence Pugh's robe, when she finally gets her robes before the the, At the end, yeah, the May yeah. the May Queen dance mm-hmm. segment, which that is fucking great. That's a really cool uh, segment there. But hers has the R and for the journey and the rune for good luck. But here's a fun little fact about these runes: if you invert their position, it has the opposite meaning. Okay. So her journey rune is flipped backwards. This signifies that the path she was on has been reshaped and redirected by outside forces. Okay. And her good luck charm and her spiritual growth, new beginning, that is also inverted. So it is not actually good luck. It is... Her journey has been altered by others 
for the worse for <laughs> her own personal growth. <laughs> so instead of actually growing, they used her pain to basically capture her and redirect her and that that is summed up in her just in her robes yeah just (laughs) in her robes and that and that is her ending basically yeah they suck her into their fuck cult yeah (laughs) and because and so she never has to just she just runs away from her old life Mm -hmm. sent her boyfriend to the fire yeah and is just like well this is me now Mm -hmm. so there's there's one spoiler just from her robes. Then we already mentioned the leader lady with the F for God. We got her boyfriend had the arrow for uh, Tear, the masculine energy, which makes sense because they were going to use him to impregnate one of theirs so that they can, you know, keep things running. And then he also had the protection symbol inverted. So basically they were like, we're going to use you for a hot dump. You're going <laughs> to dump your load into this this redhead. And then you're totally fucked. Yeah. So that's that's what his meant. The I'll come back to that. The table, which is set up, that just means family. The murals in the house that yeah, they're staying that, in. That was that was something that like constantly I was looking at. Almost all of them have the same two symbols on them. It is the symbol for mystery secrets or hidden meanings. And family, which makes sense because this is a family that has like these hidden rituals. A lot of their stuff is very private and they don't know pictures. They don't want like talking about it. Don't, you know, they're talking about doing the thesis. Don't use real names, stuff like that. There's a lot of secretive stuff and there's secrets behind their motives for their guests and everything. So that's explained there. And then you have in the house in the, the, the sacrificial ritual house there that no one's allowed in. There's this symbol where it's the square diamond thing for fertility and the X through it. So it's like that. That one right there. Yeah, that kind of turned square with the X through it. Okay. So in in this language, that's called a bonded rune. And what it means is that the two are like, it's basically like a compound word. So the two are like directly like connected to each other. So even though they are separate runes they are actually like one thing so that is fertility and generosity which makes sense because this whole thing is supposed to be like blessing of the crops they have one of their own impregnated they adopt an outsider into their cult and everything it's basically this is you giving back like and they also two of them choose to sacrifice themselves all for this greater, I guess not even good, but whatever it is. Whatever, well, to them, it's greater good, you know? The whole festival, the whole thing is supposed to be for for that. It's for the harvest, but it's also for them to get their fuck on and <laughs> keep their keep their weird traditions going. Yeah. So, yeah, the runes, baby. That's it's all about the runes. That's crazy. Yeah. That's dude, like really crazy. I, I went deep on these notes. Tell, I spent three hours because I spent the first hour trying to figure out which runes were the right ones because there are different generations. And then I remembered in the movie, the one guy's studying with one of the elders for his thesis. And he asks and he's just like, oh, is this younger uh, Futhrak or whatever? And he goes, no, it's actually Elder. And I went, oh, okay, let me try that. Elder runes, Elder Norse runes, whatever. And then I found that, and then I started learning those meanings, and then it actually fit the movie. Because the other ones, they have, 
it's the same runes. They just have different meanings for them. Mm-hmm. But then this one just fits so perfect. I'm like, that has to be what it, they used. Like they must have used this. And the fact that they used real runes from a real ancient language, and all of them foreshadow each character's journey, fucking epic yeah. detail. Uh, yeah, he said that he did a lot of um studying homework pulling from various like this isn't like one particular cult yeah. or whatever like he said he pulled from a lot of different like inspirations and stuff so that's really cool also something that's really fucked up every ritual in this movie is something that actually happened in sweden that people used to do nice <laughs> sounds like a cool place to visit <laughs> yeah i i found out that apparently back in like i don't know any medieval times like these were all like things that certain cults would would actually do yeah. Which certain parts have fucked me up after finding that about. I was just, what the hell's wrong with people? <laughs> well, we find out we found out what that cliff was from the trailer. We yep. talked about it in the trailer park. We found out the hard way. <laughs> and so did they. Yeah. Also, why did that old man jump straight down? What a fucking idiot. Maybe he was scared. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I agree. Maybe he was and pushed. Then, did you? Did Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they don't yeah. actually show him jump, right? Nope. You just see his body start coming down. He comes straight down and he just breaks his legs. Yeah. And we found out what the hammer's for. And I did you think about me when that was going on in the trailer? Like yeah. when you were watching it? I yeah. said in the trailer park, I was like, if this guy kills someone with this hammer, like yeah. it's gonna fuck me up. And then <laughs> Oh, he doesn't just kill someone with that hammer. They wail on him like three times and they close three. up every time. Yeah. Also, that was really cool, those practical effects they used for that. It almost is like, did they just put a melon in there? Because the way that it caved in, <laughs> I was just like, whoa, shit. Yeah. There's so much blood. I watched a review of this movie, and pe- and someone, the person that reviewed it basically said, there's kind of like a taboo of like seeing an actual dead person on like TV or like on like screen in like a movie or a painting or picture or something like that. Yeah. And this almost felt that way. Yeah. And I definitely felt that. I was telling my brothers and Brianna that. And I was like, the kills in this movie and the way people die and go out, for the most part, is not theatrical. Yeah. And and I thought I felt mainly about the family in the beginning. And I felt about the people on the rock. Because when they jump off that thing and they hit the rock, it's not like a big bassy sound that, like you would get out of a movie. It's literally just like, it just sounds like, like a quick tap. But yeah. Like, but the gore it looks looks real yeah it looks it, really it makes gross. it more unsettling like i feel like maybe studios add like those sound effects and make it bigger just to make it seem less serious yeah and this they're just like it's the most realistic way someone someone would land if they jumped off of this cliff and landed on a rock mm-hmm. they're like we want to make it look like that actually happened mm-hmm I'm not. I'm still not convinced that he didn't actually just murder somebody. <laughs> <on the set. laughs> the, the way the, because the woman goes first and she goes like basically head first and they oh, show dude, her. I was expecting that they close up, close up <laughs> slow mo. Yeah, because they usually usually in stuff like this, like they'll cut away. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. No. And they he's like get closer. Yeah. So and then spent good money on that melon. <laughs> and then yeah, the other guy jumps feet first, breaks both his Idiot. legs, and then they have to go kill him. And then a re- reoccurring thing throughout the movie is whenever one of their own is in pain, everyone else has to act out the pain basically with them. Yeah, that's some crazy shit. And it is crazy. And I didn't, like, it, I, it, that didn't even trigger, like, I didn't even process that until today. Really? Yeah. I was on my way driving home, and I was like, oh, the fuck? Because there's another part in this movie that, that also I, I really fucked me up. I picked that up because when the, the guy who brought them all there 
is talking to her alone and she's like freaking out and she wants to leave and he's trying to like bond with her and be like oh like i lost both of my parents blah 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 and he's like this this place he's like this is like a family like we do we do everything together like you don't have to be alone type thing and i was just kind of being like oh is that why they're all like being like super (laughs) super weird like they all scream together they all like cry together i'm like oh okay like i get it and the the whole communal eating and everything like everything is all for each other yeah so like when the one guy isn't dead and he's still in pain they're all freaking out and then when she sees her boyfriend cheating yeah, and her, all, all the women are screaming, screaming. on the floor. And then, and then the this part I think fucked me up the most out of anything. That the end with the sacrifice and the guy yeah. when he starts screaming, everyone starts screaming outside. Yeah, that that fucked me up really bad. I don't yeah, know why. Because it's almost like they're mocking him. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And then like that also just messed me up because like the imagery around all that is fucked horribly already. But yeah. then like they give him and this other guy something. They're basically just like. Like, you have the tree to, like, so you feel no pain, like, so you feel no fear. So, like, in my head, I was like, okay, like, because that's, like, a thing, like, people burning is, is, like, that's got to be, like, the worst way to go out. It's gnarly. And in my head, I'm like, okay, good, like, they're not going to feel any pain. They'll just sit there, like, the rest of the the bodies in there. And then, and then, yeah, as soon as, (laughs) and he, like, looks over at the other guy, and then he just starts, like, screaming, you can tell, and then, yeah fucking messed up man yeah dude the whole thing is messed up up. and and her boyfriend is still like paralyzed he doesn't say a word he can't do anything he can't do anything he just sits there while he just dies looking like a bear (laughs) Bear. it's fucking dope i don't know why they bothered putting the other friend mark right mark because he was just he's just a straw man now yeah well yeah because the kids were playing and when they got there Mm -hmm. they're playing skin the fool were they yeah, that's what that's what he said because the kids were like running around playing and everything. And they asked the friend who brought brought them all there. He goes like, "Oh, they're playing games called Skin the Fool." And they're like, "Oh, they silly names for games." And then at the end, because they they skinned him because he was a fool, and they put a jester they hat put on. a jester hat on him. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say all of their their deaths were like this is like super heavy and spoilers, but yeah, everyone in this movie except for the, your main character Danny dies. Oh, and, they all way die. Yeah. But they put all their bodies in like basically this like pyramid hut and before they burn it down as part of the sacrifice. And they kind of like the way that they like dress them up in a way is in a sense representative of their character. Yeah. Because like Will Poulter's character is basically like like the jokester. So they he's he's the fool. They have a jester hat on him. And he pissed um, on their tree. Yeah. Their ancestral tree. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Josh, who's the smart one of the group, he's like doing his thesis there. His body is like I don't even know what they did to it, but he's basically got like a tree coming out of the mouth his mouth. Yeah. And like trees are symbolic with like knowledge and like overlooking and stuff like that. So he's like the smart one. So he's got the tree. And then her boyfriend, Christian, is in the bear suit. I don't know if the bear means anything, but he's like He's kind of like the, almost the antagonist of the movie. He's kind of yeah. like the one that is almost in power. Or like he's par- such a dick. Yeah, he sucks. He, the fucking worst. He's such a tool to all of his friends, especially to his girlfriend. Like mm-hmm. he's such a scumbag. Yeah, he hated him. <laughs> he got what he deserved, and I'm glad that she's she picked him to go in there. I saw one review that they were like, "You don't sympathize with any of these characters," and I was like, I "What movie did you?" Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know how I couldn't have sympathized more with your main character. In there. Yeah. Like, the stuff that happens to her in the beginning, how shitty her boyfriend is. Like, yeah. I was rooting for her the whole time. <laughs> that's yeah. why That's why the ending of this movie feels so good. Is cause and, you... and your May Queen is me. <laughs> I am your May Queen. 
man, that's what. Oh, you another thing this movie does really well is the mushroom stuff. Because, oh, you like that? Yeah, because something that is kind of like not really annoying because I don't have like any stake in this, but it's just something that's like a common trope in Hollywood is like someone takes mushrooms and then like they hallucinate and like things turn to all different colors and they see like different things coming out. Of, like there's a pink elephant hopping out of the bushes and he's telling you to go on a journey and stuff. That's not what mushrooms do at all. Mushrooms just kind of warp your perception of light and sound. And I've always described it as like, if you're not like directly looking at something, everything like in your peripheral is just kind of like wiggling and just like waving a little bit. I've done mushrooms, just so you know. <laughs> in, case you can't, in case you can't tell yet. So they do that in this movie. Like they take it and really the only thing you see is like, trees in the background like and the bark looks like it's like kind of yeah. crawling almost that shit is real that is 100% a spot on depiction of what it feels like to be on mushrooms i have never seen a movie that got it right and and the way it like messes up sound and like the way that like people are talking and it almost sounds like sometimes it's out of water and like it comes back and like it all like ebbs and flows it's exactly what it's like things feel like they're breathing like yeah it's also perfect. weird when, when she's doing that she's like i think this is another symbol but she like keeps envisioning that she's becoming part of like nature like they keep showing like yeah. stuff. i think that's because by the end of the movie she has basically become part of the cult with them mm -hmm. did you notice though that in the trees during those sequences there's just faces yeah i did not you you had texted me asking if I, I thought that I don't know what I they mean, it. but yeah, there's a few times where like see now they're walking, see it again. they're walking through and you just see fucking faces in the in the in the trees. That's so weird. It is really weird. This movie, like I I really like it, but it really fucked me up. I, like yeah. I was saying to my brother, I'm like I'm gonna buy it because I want it, and he was like, Why would you buy it? How many times are you actually <laughs> gonna watch it? And I'm like I don't know, maybe like once or twice. I don't know. Just to show people. Stab it. Yeah. I'm surprised Megan actually mentioned she wants to see it. She will not let me show her hereditary. She does not want to see it. Because I told her, I'm like, pretty fucked up. She's like, I don't want to ever watch that movie. What do you think's more fucked up? This or hereditary? You know, I think this shows more gore. This is more or, graphic. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even call it gore because it's not like exaggerated or anything. But yeah, it's definitely definitely very graphic. It's graphic. Yeah. I think hereditary. Damn, this is tough. You know what, though? It's it's actually weird because Brianna doesn't watch horror movies either. She told me she wouldn't watch Hereditary, but she said that she would go watch Midsummer. Maybe there's something to do with it being in the light. And I think maybe that's think, why he's doing that. He's it, like, this will trick people into thinking that it won't be as bad. <laughs> so then he upped the fucking graphic nature of the movie. And he's we like, right, we haven't even more really like, talked about that yet, but like having this movie be in the light also is so awesome. Yeah, really cool. Because seeing it in the light almost makes you realize how much shitty horror movies rely on the dark. Oh, yeah, just uh, jump scares and bullshit. Yeah, and, like, I think some people also, like, okay, it's light out. Nothing's gonna... I'm safe here. This yeah. is just, like, you're never safe. Yeah. Like, anything no. can happen at any time in this movie. Just in broad daylight, just out in the open. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. That's also, like, something that's... Like, all the things that happen, broad daylight... Yeah, nothing, nobody gives a shit. Nothing bad happens at night to anybody, really. Oh, maybe um, I might be wrong. With, with the exception of Josh, because, because he, he because sneaks he goes, out. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like all the most crazy shit, it's just all just part of the regular day. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, and especially when they're like on drugs and everything. Like 
it being that bright and out in the open and everything, it kind of like washes things out and it almost adds like a fog to it in terms of like the like overexposure and all that of the light. So mm-hmm. it kind of adds the same effect that shadows do because there's still a sort of like mystery. I do have a question. Go for it. The I think the real scary thing in this movie, at least if the world that they were living in was real and these were like real people, real place, everything. I think the real horror here would be the sun because those are some really pale white people spending an entire day in the summer sun. Yeah. (laughs) And I didn't see one sunburn. And from a guy who's only, who spends maybe eight hours in the sun twice a week, you get sunburn. (laughs) I didn't see anybody applying sunblock or nothing. That's the real scary thing. I'm like, they're going to get melanoma. <laughs> you, know, you know what this movie does a really good job on? Ari Aster has said his actual quotes are is that he's allergic to exposition. Yeah. And, you ain't kidding. And the movie never... I'm trying to figure out how to word this. You're always confused, but you're always yeah. intrigued. Yeah. That makes sense. So like, Yeah, I know, for sure. You're, at least for me, I was, I was always like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, I need to know. I was never sitting there like... This movie sucks. It makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like some people I feel like could get frustrated by not knowing things. Yeah. Well, and well, this is this almost goes back to that thing with like us where it's just like sometimes you need to do the thinking. Yeah. Movie goer. I'm and, just going to tell you everything. Yeah. And I but I think that this movie has the finesse where it's like you may not know everything, but the tone that we're giving you and like the visuals and everything, you're you're not going to be bored. <laughs> yeah, no. And. I do agree with what you said. Probably my biggest complaint in the movie is the runtime. It's it is too long and it drags. A yeah, parts it, it's got like some that. slow parts that were kind of, I guess, non consequential by the end. But you know, what? I still want to see it again just yeah. to kind of like now knowing what I know, see maybe those parts where I felt it was slow were giving us more information than we realized. The original cut of this movie he said is three hours and forty minutes long. Jesus. Yeah, and he said that they. This is also crazy. And I really hope that there's like a director's cut version. He said that there was a scene that he felt was integral to the story. And he said it was the hardest thing to cut. And he, and he said, if you had told him on like when they first started shooting that this scene was going to be cut, he would have like basically told you you're fucking stupid. But he said it was an argument between Danny and Christian that rivaled on the same level of importance and just how much it hit you. The dinner table scene from hereditary. Damn. And he said they cut it. I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Because that, that scene from Hereditary is... Yeah. It, he, like, makes that movie. He said that the, the the scene that he's talking about is literally the only scene in the movie that you ever see Danny, like, kind of fight back against Christian at all. Because... Yeah. Oh, then maybe that's why they made the decision to take it take out. Take it out. Yeah. Because... Uh, okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. But... I guess they said that they felt that you could cut it and get away with it. I mean, the movie's already really long. I'm surprised that that's what they yeah. chose to cut and not a few other things. But I don't know. I think everything that they, they did, they were working towards building a tone. It's a weird tone, too. That's a really weird tone. When I left the theater, I'll, t- I'll tell you now. When I left the theater, I walked out. And I saw this on 4th of July. And my showing was at 1030 at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I didn't get out until like one in the morning. Yeah, damn. I'm walking out and there's these two guys and they were sitting on one of the benches and they were waiting for two of their friends who were still in the theater. And the one guy goes like, did you fucking like that movie? And I was <laughs> like, and like right away, like, OK, I know what you think of them of the movie. 
Yeah. I was like, that movie? And he was like, yeah, did you fucking like that? And then I was like, yeah, like, I did, I did like that. And then he was like, how the fuck would you like that? That was like the worst movie ever. And I was like, the cinematography was beautiful. The acting was really good on it. And then I was like, and also like the imagery in this movie is going to be like burned in my brain. Like that's scarier than like any like demon type shit or anything like that. Yeah. And then, and then he was like, no, 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 that movie fucking sucked. Like big, huge waste of my time. And then his friends came out and he was, and he says like, while they're walking out of the theater, he's like, did you fucking like that shit? And the guy was like, yeah, it was really fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just some dumbass. Yeah. Talk to. And, and then he and then he was literally just like, "How the fuck could you like that?" And he's like, started yelling at him. And I was like, "All right, I'm I'm, I'm peace and now." Yeah, but uh, good talking to you. Sorry, yeah. the rock wasn't in it. <laughs> Fucking tool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, especially after going on like different sites, reading reviews and stuff like that, it's it's polarized. Hereditary was polarizing also, but this seems yeah. maybe even more so polarizing. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I haven't actually read a lot of reviews for this, but okay. in researching for this, I did read a lot of reviews for Hereditary, and it made me so angry. Yeah. People are so dense. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's, <sighs> I think, I think the each movie, people either don't like the payoff in Hereditary, or in this movie, they don't like how long it is and they don't like the nudity. That's like the general like consensus I get. So what? That doesn't the length I get because it's it's honestly something that does bring the grade down for me. Mm-hmm. But like the nudity, it's just it's it's just tits and dick. Like who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit? Like. <laughs> You either have one or the other. Or you got both. Like, what's the difference? Like, we all got something. Like, who fucking cares? Defensive. <laughs> no. Yeah, people. People are too stuck up. So. God forbid you see a dick in a movie. <laughs> Fuck off. I've thought about this movie longer and longer. And when I got home that night, I basically got home and crashed. But then the next day at work and stuff, I was sitting at my computer and I was having trouble focusing on my work because I kept thinking about like the kills Dicks. and oh, the, yeah, kills. The, the things that happened in this movie and how like it actually stuck with me and how disturbed I felt. Yeah. And I think this is also the same, same thing as hereditary. Ari Aster does a really good job when you're watching his movies, you get the feeling of like, I'm watching something that I probably shouldn't be watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like a little bit too personal. Yeah. And- and that kind of goes back to the realism of some of the stuff that happens in it, even though it's like obviously a very stylized movie. It doesn't feel theatrical. It doesn't. No, I didn't want to say this because I mentioned it before. Ari Aster, another thing he says about his films is like, and you you touched on it. A lot of his movies comment on grief, how you process grief, or like catharsism. Yeah. And like the ending of this movie is pretty cathartic. <laughs> oh yeah, very, very so. much so. Yeah, man, I would love to get him on the on the futon. I've I've been watching interviews. I want to talk like who died in your life? Yeah, because <laughs> you pretty much only work in grief. So what are you working through right now? Yeah, <laughs> what, it's what got to be something. He said this movie's based on his worst relationship, and I knew that going into the movie too. So I was watching it, and the way the movie ends, I was like, oh. Uh, oh <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that happened to you no but i was just like you were the may queen the way <laughs> the way he feels about his ex i'm just like oh <laughs> yeah jeez pretty, pretty crazy damn bro just write a pop punk song yeah <laughs> get over it you don't have to murder <laughs> 16 people or whatever oh but yeah man i really like this and this is this is like this is up there for me yeah, no, this is this was great. We have been seeing some great movies, but tell me, what's the tomato tomato on this? Tomato tomato, eighty three percent tomato. Oh, it's really good. Sixty one percent tomato. Not as good. <laughs> I'm going to say good. tomato. 
tomato for me as well. What's your letter grade? I'm going B plus. B plus. I'm going A minus. I was teetering. I was teetering between the yeah. two. Yeah, the time took away from me. And again, I tried not to compare it too much, but looking at it against Hereditary, like I didn't have, I didn't leave with the same feeling that I was left with. It didn't, it didn't have as much staying power for me. Mm-hmm. But I think the performances were on par with each other. I think it was really fucking beautiful, beautiful fucking movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, I put it high on that B plus. If you know, if ninety is an A minus, I'm going eighty nine. Yeah. Well, I, right after I saw it, I was a B plus, and the more I thought about it, it was an A minus. And then even today, I was like, did I do an A? And then I was like, no, it's it's not it's not an A, but yeah. I, it it's a firm A minus for me. Yeah, for me, the length is is an issue. I and I just I feel like some of the stuff I've seen before in terms of just teens going on a vacation movie. Yeah, yeah. Some of it's a little bit formulaic and simple mm-hmm. in the beginning. But if you want to talk about like huge pros, the acting is amazing. The cinematography is some of the best you're gonna see. If this isn't nominated oh, for an yeah. Oscar, which it probably won't be because it's a horror movie, that's yeah. a, that's a crime because barely a horror movie though. Yeah. You could easily pitch this as a drama. Yeah, no, you really could. It's like all drama. It's yeah. like yeah, it just also is dark and twisted, and there's mm-hmm. some crazy deaths. That's why I feel like this movie, in a sense, is less mainstream than Hereditary, which is weird because I I keep hearing people that say they like this more than Hereditary, but I almost that's why I keep thinking it's just the payoff at the end. I think people didn't like the ending of Hereditary. Yeah, it is a little bit confusing and trippy. Like yeah. it, it like trips you up, I should say. It's not like trippy, but but like I feel like a lot of like the things that people are like are really praising Midsummer for are the technical like the cinematography the acting the editing like yeah the sound editing like stuff like that i mean oh, I really, sound editing's fucking great we didn't even talk about that yeah all the technical aspects of a film this movie just crushes yeah and then i think the story and especially the way it plays out and the way it makes you sympathize with the characters is very strong as well so yeah the length and, and just a little bit being formulaic i guess the only things that knock it down for me Gotcha. Well, fucking hell yeah, man. That means we got two movies we really liked back to back. (laughs) Two movies back to back that we really liked, and they were both A's or in the A range, you know? Yeah. yeah. Actually, well, you're a B plus, but yeah. B plus, but you know, I'm right on the cusp. I I was between an A minus B plus like the whole time back and forth. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. And then it was it was the comparison to Hereditary that just pushed it down for me a little bit. I I because uh, I, I don't even think I'd give Hereditary an A plus. I'd probably give it like an A or something. I I would give Hereditary an A. Yeah, yeah. I d- I did want to say this. It's made its money back to a T. So anything else oh. from out this is is gravy. But it cost ten million to make, and it's made ten million so far. Nailed it. Yeah. Take it out of theaters. We did our job. <laughs> all I'm worried it's for. gonna leave theaters because it, it's really because like, if you go and buy a ticket for it, it says like AMC, like Artisan, like, yeah. like they're doing the indie stuff. And we've got um It'll probably leave our theater as soon as like some the artist self defense might come out and maybe they're gonna replace it with that. Oh, I that'd be fine. Yeah. I'd so, be fine with that because I wanna see that. Yeah, me too. Cool. Yeah. Well fuck, man, we did it. <laughs> we did it, but without human sacrifice it's, it, it fucked me up for life though <laughs> you think so yeah that's the thing is like i don't think any of the imagery in this really sticks to me the same way like anytime i say the word hereditary all i can see is tony collette with the piano wire sawing her own head off oh really i just i see that constantly when i think hereditary i think of the girl's head 
I mean, that's gnarly too, but there's just something real just about the way she's like so frantically moving, like in that quick shot and she's like hanging from the ceiling. So, yeah. She's just like, yeah, dude, that's crazy shit. You know what? You know what's this scene from that movie also stuck with me and I never think about it, but then when I see it, anytime I watch it or the clip comes on, it freaks me out. The music that is playing at the end of that movie where it's like, mm, yeah. and then when they show the girl's head on that weird ass statue in there, that freaks me out too. I'm getting like, goosebumps right now just even yeah. thinking about it the movie's gnarly we should watch it right before going to bed <laughs> i watched it once right before going to bed i watched it downstairs in the basement on the projector you know i usually don't like that stuff doesn't really bother me that's a movie i can't watch at like night and i watched that on like a crazy binge i think i watched it right after watching a quiet place i was, I was gonna say was and like, that was a huge mistake <laughs> i was just like because a quiet place didn't scare me but it it still like emotionally fucked me up, because I mean it's crazy. It, I mean it's fucking crazy. We're, also, like I'm thinking about that now. We're talking about like the editing and stuff. It's the one scene where the camera goes below the earth when they're lowering the girl's casket. It goes oh, below yeah. the earth and then it comes into the next scene and stuff like that. That's really he's, cool. He's technically this guy's. People need to watch his movies. Yeah. He's on point. Especially if you're interested in film, like making film or just being involved in any way, like. He's somebody that like you could study, yeah. And, I think so. And learn like a lot from, and just like he just does some like really innovative, like interesting stuff. Rotten Tomatoes has an article out right now that's like eleven filmmakers pushing the boundaries of horror, and it's got Ari Aster one, Jordan Peele two. Okay, yeah, totally fine with that. Yeah, I actually accept that. I think storytelling wise, I don't know Jordan Peele's really number one i would agree with that yeah but the technical aspect nobody can touch ari aster yeah i don't know if it was a ranking that's just the order in which they came up but i know it was oh, a, okay i know it wasn't alphabetical so i'm th- i'm in the headspace of the writer like who's the first one that comes to mind ari aster putting yeah. it you know what i mean so i don't know but there was like a like james wan was on there oh, okay for like the conjuring universe and stuff yeah. like that well if you guys want to read stuff you could read some fucking dope reviews that people have left us and if you're already looking at those you can leave your own dope review five stars on itunes helps us out gets us some more uh some more eyes on the product and gets you some better content and then we also got our instagram facebook all that to do's movie reviews (laughs) you know because you're listening to the podcast so uh probably don't need to tell you again don't make me tell you again you stupid swampy. <laughs> I don't even any, know how that started. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, any any five-star reviews, greatly appreciated. And follow us on Instagram, all the yeah. social meds. Yeah, we're actually talking about possibly doing another giveaway for yeah. some more for some more uh, reviews. More, more on that to come. But yeah, hit up our Threadless shop because we got the new Summer Cram 2019 merch. You get a beach towel. Beach towel is sick. I do want to order the beach towel. (laughs) It's pretty dope. But yeah, check all that out. And until then, suck it, swampies.